Welcome back to Better or Worse Than Transformers, where we take a movie or a TV show and tell you whether it's better or worse than the most mediocre movie ever made, Michael Bay's Transformers. I'm your host, Joseph. With me is my co-host, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? And Christian. How's it going? This week, we are doing Mission Impossible 6, also known as Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, it's a rollicking action-adventure movie. Good time. Mostly action, honestly. Yeah. Um, little dialogue. <laughs> little top, anything else. Top-notch action. Top-notch action. Uh, so we're definitely going to get into that and tell you whether it's better or worse than Transformers. But first, Ian, you got some news for us? Yeah. Um, so com- most of the news came out of Comic-Con last week, so it's kind of slow. But there's a few things we wanted to touch on. The first is Hard Knocks is coming out in a week, I guess. Mm-hmm. August 7th. It's about the Cleveland Browns. Hard Knocks is a HBO reality show. It goes through like an NFL training camp and it's like it's like it's got a narr- it's got it. a narrator and and it's serialized and it's cut up really in almost real time but they have like going stories about like the people on the roster bubbles who are about to get cut mm-hmm. and stories about the star players and it's it's a kind of a cool way to look at a football team. Um, I've enjoyed a couple of the seasons. Um, the Rams season I liked. The Texan season was good. The season where it was Rex Ryan and the Jets, where <laughs> he was going door to door and was like, "Hey, is Revis here?" Is Revis? Because Revis was holding out, yeah, and that yeah. was good. So they've done a couple good ones. This year is on the Browns. Joseph told me today. Um, I think that's a an interesting team to do because they got a, the the number one draft pick mm-hmm. of the last two years. I'd love to see more about Miles Garrett. Um, we can't talk about football too much. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a it's a good cast of characters for Hard Knocks. Yeah, like, I think Jarvis Landry. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield. Like the quarterback uh, uh, competition between yeah. him and Tyrod, kind Jamie, of the unappreciated veteran. I mean, yeah. I'm Jamie really Collins. Ex- your your other. I yeah. do love Jamie Collins. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Collins. There there are good personalities on that team yeah. for this show. Did you guys see their office thing that they did? Yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, they did like a a, a spoof version the the sep- intro. Yeah, of the office intro with the Browns. Really? Uh, players. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, Miles Garrett was Dwight. I don't really want to watch Hugh Jackson. That's yeah. that's the whole, well. Know, I, I kind of do. I want to see. <laughs> I want to understand because again, there's like a disconnect. And I, man, we are getting too footbally here. But yeah, um, there's a disconnect <laughs> between like how much his players respect him and how many games he's won. And I want to figure out why that is. Yeah, um, but but. Uh, the amazing thing about the show to me is, again, you mentioned it comes out like in real time. And I don't know how the fuck they craft narratives because yeah. they don't know who's going to get cut. They're so good but at they're yeah. so picking good at out it. those people. Yeah, uh, NFL Films does it. And even if you don't like football as much, they talk about like the players' wives. and right. like, like There's a lot more to it. So like I think anyone would, find, would get something out of I it. I absolutely yeah. agree. I think it's just really interesting because it's a part of football. It's like a documentary. It's a part of football. That's how you should yeah. walk into it. Yeah, you don't think about, or yeah. I, I didn't think about it, yeah. right? Because it, it treats... You know, you think about the big star players who are making millions of dollars. These are the guys who are, like, barely trying to keep their dream alive yep. and just trying to get a job. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's really I'm pretty sure Nick Foles, our quarterback who won the Super Bowl, got cut <laughs> in the very first episode of the of last season. Was it last season, the Rams season? Two years, no. two seasons ago. Yeah. It was the season before I think the Rams were over there when Jared, no, Jared Goff was a rookie, so that had been two years ago. Yep. yep. Yeah, he, the Nick Foles was their quarterback, and they opened the whole show with him calling him and saying, hey, we're cutting you, and we're going with uh, the guy who's with the Vikings, who's awesome now. Uh, Case Keaton. Now he's with not the Vikings anymore. Now he's with Denver. Yeah, yep. the guy who's with Denver, and it was awesome, with, and then, and then uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> so we'll see. It should be fun. I'm really excited about it. If you yeah. want us to do a football podcast. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. to I was a little too football guys. I'm glad you bared with us. Uh, Game of Thrones, also on HBO. Um, I think HBO had a, co- a press conference. And that's they also talked about the, the, the season of 
next season of Game of Thrones, the last season, is going to come in the first mixed months of 2019. So January to June, probably looking at March or April like yeah. usual for the end of it. Um, I'm just ready to get it over with, but keep going. And they also said the only they were going to do five possible pilot spinoff shows of Game of Thrones. They've narrowed it down to one, mm-hmm. and they're going with it. And it's the one we've talked about before, Age of Heroes, which is like a thousand years before Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. I know the tagline is like, you think you know about the Starks, the Lannisters, but you don't know the half of it. So it's going to talk about all these families, but like their ancient descendants, you know? Which is weird because we, we've, again, we've we talked about this when they broke the news that they were going to do an Age of Heroes one in the first place. But I feel like the whole point of Game of Thrones is that it's kind of like a realistic breakdown of a fantasy genre. Whereas, you know, you kind of think of, of you know, like a Tolkien style mm-hmm. thing or any of these fantasy dragons and swords of like, you know, these these great heroes and this terrible villains and George R. R. Martin took it and, and filled in the gray and made them very human characters. But even within this world, there are legends and myths that, you know, kind of transcend that realness that, you know, of the, the humanity of Game of Thrones. And that's what this is, the Age of Heroes. And now we're going to go back and turn that into like the same thing, like humanize them and make them more levels of great. Like, what are we doing? It's the same thing. Well, my problem with it is Game of Thrones is very cyclical and everything is like prophecy and history repeats itself. And so basically we're going to get the same story where, you know, it's the threat of White Walkers. And the the other thing is like, I think Bran with his, with how Bran is in that story, I think he's going to tie into a lot of this. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm sure that guy is, you know, like we'll I think Brand, Brand could very time. easily be Brand the Builder. There's like right. that theory does exist. So it's like I don't know. I don't think they should do this. Honestly, I, I would mean, much rather see a Roberts Rebellion. Roberts which, Rebellion. Which everyone would rather. Oh, see. that would be so fucking. They're so cool. missing the boat on this. Yeah, but I, I genuinely think that they could use one of the episodes in the last season to set up the spinoff, oh, like sure. with the actors and everything, with a, like a Brand vision. So, yeah, agreed. I can see that happening. They, they also said they, ex- they anticipate the episodes to be in two hours long. They said that wasn't true. Oh really? Yeah, no. It's it's they're like they're they're not confirming a time, but they said they're not going to be like two hours. They're probably yeah. going to be between an hour. And I an bet hour the and series half. finale is two hours. Uh, that's probably true. So moving on to some Star Wars news, um, Carrie Fisher is going to be in Episode Nine. Uh, they're going to use lot, like unused footage from Force Awakens to cut her into the movie somehow. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. So we'll have to see. I'm going to say an R two D two. Yeah. projection and she's going to be talking to ben just so the movie the whole thing starts with leia being like obi-wan kenobi you're who everyone calls who ben is named after who kylo is named after and uh it's just going to be something to him it's going to be like ben you were my only hope and now i'm dead yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know i'm kind of i don't think episode nine is going to be good i think they may have lost track We'll see. This is just a creepy ass world we live in now. I know. I understand we've been we've been stealing things from dead actors for a while now. Mm-hmm. But now we're like actually physically representing them on screen, and I don't know. It's just I don't know that it's the best way. Like maybe it's because it's what we have all discussed so much mm-hmm. since uh, Carrie Fisher's death. But just like putting it in the crawl was like yeah. been enough yeah. for me. That's all they should have done. Um. You know, again, we have to kind of wait and see the movie and see how it actually plays out, but I feel like that would have been perfectly acceptable. There are a couple other casting announcements. I think they messed it up, because, like, you could have had Kylo kill her in that scene, you know? Oh, yeah. And that makes Kylo even more interesting to me. 
you know, killing Han and then killing his mom. Well, yeah. really, to, be, to be fair, he isn't the one who fires yeah, the shot. He doesn't kill her. But he could have, like, been he there and let his there. mom yeah, die, yeah. which is also a good, interesting character. But I just, even now, if you kill her in the very beginning of the movie, it just, I don't know. They didn't handle it right. Agreed. So they could have made, they could have worked that in more better, I think. Yeah. I think they got sure. more tied up in, like, honoring her, her legacy and the fan. I don't know. They could have, they, they, the story aspect of it kind of got lost, you know? Mark Hamill confirmed to come back, so we're going to get Force Ghost Luke. Or maybe he just teleported somewhere else. Maybe he's yeah. back on Tatooine or something. Force Ghost. I think him and Yoda, mm-hmm. which would be cool. You know, there's been, ever since episode seven, there's been the rumor that Anakin was going to come back. I would love that. I want to see a Force, Force Ghost Anakin to Kylo Ren. That's what I want, is like Anakin talking directly to Ben. That would but be really that cool. That would be cool. Yeah. They really needed to bring Anakin back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Well, hang on. Is it, is it going to be like Force Ghost Luke, Luke trying to convince Force Ghost Anakin to talk to Kylo? And <laughs> Yo, set him I on the need <laughs> you to talk to your grandson. <laughs> um, and then the last bit of news is Disney and Fox, 21st Century Fox, finally you know, finalized the merger. So Disney now owns X-Men. Deadpool, they own everything. Basically. Film rights, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Film and television rights. So they could see them, you know, into the MCU. It, it won't become officially official until first quarter, I think. 2019 is what I saw. So you probably won't see those characters introduced until 2021, 2022. Yeah. And I think earlier. you could seamlessly integrate those. You just... You have people start in the MCU, just mm-hmm. ha- start waking up and they have mutant ability. You know what I mean? I definitely think we're going to start seeing the word mutant used. Yeah. I just want that. Yeah. That would just make me happy. Instead of enhanced. Right. Mm-hmm. No more enhanced. Yeah. God, I hated that word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I honestly think they'd start with, again, like a lesser well-known. They wouldn't start with like Cyclops or Wolverine. I think they'd start. I don't know, man. I want Marvel's version of Wolverine. I feel like it'll be more true than the Hugh Jackman version mm, we got. It will. I also oh. want the Marvel version of Fantastic Four. I was about to say, I, they, maybe the they'll I start can... with Fantastic, especially That's since they're going start. galactic, you yeah. know? Yeah. What if you made the Fantastic Four's origin and the mutant origin the same thing? Like, the whole cosmic ray thing? Yeah. What if there's, like, some sort of cosmic ray that crosses over the Earth and they get the most exposure? You're kind of making the Fantastic Four mutants, but they're kind of already mutants, right? I mean, like, who cares? It wouldn't matter. That'd be it cool. It wouldn't matter. They definitely, and, you know... Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to bring back in the Inhumans. There's a Galactus. Lot, like, you can do a lot more Silver Surfer. You know, there's just a lot more yeah, you can do. Yeah, that's how I think. Because when they got Daredevil, they tried to give Daredevil back to Fox, and they wanted Silver Surfer and, Galact- Silver Surfer and Galactus. Yeah, because Galactus, I could see, is the only guy you go after. That's after bigger Thanos. than Thanos. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. That's, that's the only one. So That'd be cool. Uh, and that's pretty much uh, all the news. So I think... We're going to move on to Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, so this is the sixth entry in, the, in a franchise, which is actually kind of incredible because it's kind of under the radar. Yeah. I, like for, I said, for I, successful franchises. I've watched them all in the last month to get caught up for this, and they're all real good except two, which is real, real bad. Do you think that as a whole, this franchise is better than the Fast and Furious franchise? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're smarter. Ian is nodding. <laughs> yeah. It Definitely. doesn't come through on the podcast. Ian forgets he has a microphone. <laughs> yes. So this follows directly after uh, Mission Impossible 5, which was Rogue Nation, I think. Yep. In, in 2015. Um, and really, the I mean, you know, it, it's 
it's not that much different. The the only big uh, hype thing I feel like coming into this was we found out several months in advance that Tom Cruise actually broke his foot yeah. doing a stunt, well, which they 100% tied into the marketing yep, for this movie. Which was smart. It was. I mean... Because I was looking for it the whole time. Yeah. Well, they make sure you see it. They do. He, 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 he's now leaning into his crazy stunt stuff, which is, you know, perfect for him. I mean, to be fair, he is fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's some, awesome. of, some of the scenes in this movie are great. I mean, I would say the thing about this, this is a very direct sequel to Rogue Nation. Yeah. More direct sequel than any of the other ones, which mm-hmm. are kind of all on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't watched Rogue Nation, you might be a little lost, honestly. Yes. Agreed. Um, so that brings us to Mission Impossible 6, Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. McQuarrie, who McQuarrie. I'm much more interested in seeing future stuff from after this movie. Yeah. Agreed. This is only like his fourth movie that he's ever directed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Christian, you want to give us a brief synopsis? Yeah, this movie picks up two years after the events of Rogue Nation. Ethan Hunt is still kind of reeling and dealing with the altercation he had with What's the guy's Solomon name? Lane. Solomon Lane. All I could think of was Lane. I couldn't yeah. think of his first name. Solomon Lane kind of still haunts him. The movie opens with the kind of an exchange of uh, weapons where Solomon, the syndicate has fallen apart, and now all, all these kind of like rogue agents are uh, doing everything they can to get Solomon Lane back in their custody. And the mission goes awry. Um, and the CIA blames Ethan, where he's then attached with a CIA attache played by uh, Henry Cavill. And the rest of the movie is their attempt to kind of make up for that mistake and... Uh, Regain the plutonium. Re- yeah, well, I wasn't going to say plutonium, but yes, they lose plutonium, and the whole rest of the film is them trying to regain I don't the think it's a spoiler if it's the first five minutes of the yeah, film. Yeah, but they don't say it at all in the trailers and the marketing. Which is weird, but we'll, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get back yeah. to the, the trailer. The whole point of the movie is Ethan Hunt yeah. making up and for I, his mistake. Hunter, and I would say the only other thing is to add is in the beginning is he's also real, and not from just Solomon Lane, but also his failed marriage... He's starting to really get affected by relationships with, friendships. with Michelle Mahan, with, you know, who he married in number yeah. three. Yeah. So I think she plays a big I part. I will of this. say, you talked about it being a direct sequel to five. I think since the Abrams kind of soft reboot of the franchise, they've all been pretty like. Like they, 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 they like, tipped their toe in it a little yeah, bit, but now he's like going all in. Yeah. Like he's trying to MCU it up a little bit, which I think is smart. I'm not sure how I feel about it. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. it more in spoilers. Um, so yeah, we're gonna try and do non-spoilers here and just do some initial impressions. Uh, so coming cast ba- list. So yeah, coming back to this one is Tom Cruise. Obviously, is Ethan Hunt the uh, great the job protagonist of the whole series. Uh, Henry Cavill's joining as Walker, the CIA uh, representative. What, what did they call him? Like the Hammer? Yeah, something. <laughs> to, to, yeah, um, it's the job. He's like the CIA black op assassin. Yeah, yeah. he's their he's their he's their uh, fixer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Ving Rhames is back as Luther. Simon Pegg is back as Benji. Yep. Um, Michelle Mahanagan is wife. Yeah, his wife Julia, I think. Yes. Uh, Sean Harris is Solomon Lane, who yep. I was—I don't feel like he's a super convincing villain. No, I'm not. I was arguing to a friend that if they would have cast Christoph Waltz and Rogue Nation in that same role, and like it would have been a. Oh much no! Yeah, movie. he's definitely trying to be like a blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But he's he would have. Like, the villain is the weakest part of these movies. Like I that guy is not. He he's looks not, better with the beard. He has a beard in this one, and he looks yeah. cool. He's still not that threatening. But like, <laughs> if you put Christoph Waltz or like an Anthony Hopkins in that role, it makes so much more money. Yeah. yeah. You need someone famous. Also true. Rebecca Ferguson is Ilsa. Is that right? Is yeah. that how you say it? Ilsa. Uh, Ilsa. Uh, Angela Bassett is Sloan, the CIA. Is she like the CIA director, I guess? Yeah, they yeah. never really specify, but um, I think she's supposed to be the director. Alec Baldwin is back as the IMF director. Yeah. Hunley. Yep. Uh, Michelle Monaghan has, has Julia. A lot of famous people. Vanessa Kirby, who I wasn't familiar with, as the White Widow. Yeah, I she's write, from wrote the her Crown. Down. Oh, is she? I wrote she's her down. She's the be- sister, right? Yeah. That is her, yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
I wrote her down because I thought she was very attractive. I think, well, I yeah. like, oh, who is this person? <laughs> yeah, I think she she's also set up. You know, I re- you guys have seen the first movie? Yeah. Okay, well, they say, I read something that she's the daughter of Max. No way. Yeah, and they say it in the movie. I didn't catch it. Hmm. Max is the arms dealer who, in the first yeah. one, is on the arm in the yeah, train, yeah. and they're blocking with the laptop. So she ties into the first movie, too. Interesting. Um, That's and, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then poor Wes Bentley is in a tiny little side role as, as uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife's new husband. He's creepy yeah. looking. He, I thought he, he was. He looks like, like a villain in everything. He, he, he does. Says. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel bad for that guy because you know he was. Uh, I feel like he got launched in uh, American Beauty. That was like his first like big movie, and I was like, oh, that was like a big hit, won all the Oscars. This guy is on the way to something, and the only other thing I can remember him from is Hunger Games. Well, I was gonna say they only cast him in movies that require facial hair. Ever since also Hunger true. Games, he has had a beard in everything since oh. he was Seneca Crane. Well, this is actually a perfect transition. <laughs> so the other famous thing about this movie is it's got the most infamous expensive mustache. <laughs> that has no business being in the movie. Ooh, I mean, I like it, the mustache. It, it doesn't need to be in the yeah. movie, but how about that yeah. mustache? Look, it looks really I agree good. with you. <laughs> Henry Cavill looks like a badass. I mean, if I'm Henry Cavill, I know how shitty Justice League is, and I'm seeing how good this is. Uh-huh. I'm not shaving that mustache <laughs> either. Yeah, I'm just saying it adds <laughs> nothing to the plot. It it's not in any way like necessary. But I thought it was going to look real dumb, and I was like, no, that's a Badass mustache, yeah, he which is that thing off. I don't and, and say often. His performance is great. Like I think he, I love how they hit his him in the fight scenes when they use his like physicality. Yeah, like he's throwing people around. Christian and I saw this together. We talked about it after, and Christian said, "You know, the most unbelievable part of this movie is if somebody got hit with a Henry Cavill haymaker, they'd be dead." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Japanese dude, or he's not standing a chance. Um, like, yeah, I love that. I but love that. I'm still not sure that Henry Cavill is a good actor. But he's a very charismatic screen presence. I yeah. just enjoy yeah. seeing. Him I think on he's screen. better than like Jason Momoa. Like I think. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think he's better than that. You know. Um. So yeah, with with that, what what's uh, everybody's initial impressions of this one? Uh, I really like this movie. It's probably top three of the franchise for me. But I've been so like I've I've really enjoyed all the the reboot ones. Basically, I would put it above five, but it's still below three and four for me. Um. It's some of the best action sequences we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, there were parts where I thought to myself, man, there's very little dialogue in this movie, but it's not bothering me. Like, there was a whole bit, and we'll get into spoilers, but there's a whole bit, and there's, it's basically two action sequences back-to-back, and the in-between is just music. Yep. There's no speaking in it. That's my favorite part of the movie, too. And I, I just it worked really yeah. well. Like, it, it, you feel like that shouldn't, but it, it does. Um, I, like I said, I really liked it. If this was the, if this was this should be the standard of action movies, like going forward. This is what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. This is what should, we should shoot for. Yeah, I agree. I think it was my favorite one a little bit over the original, which I still think probably has the best scene. But this action was definitely better than Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol and Three. Like, yeah, it's. I think it might be my. It's really. I'm a big fan of the action scenes. Um, maybe some of the performances are kind of. It's, he's still doing the same thing he's been doing for five other movies now. But for, for definitely what I go into them for, which is him doing cool stuff, this had that in spades. So definitely. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I mean, like we you mentioned it, I, I feel like the standard and the caliber of action movies as a whole has lifted over the last couple mm-hmm. of years, and this one is, is 100% like maintaining that bar. Uh, I don't. I don't know that this movie has a lot else to it besides the action, and I don't know that it needs to. It's just 
Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it, it really is like, it's, it's exhilarating to watch. I, I, I was watching you and, uh, you and Reagan and you know, like during the action sequence. Yeah. Squirming yeah. in the, it's great. It's very exciting. Uh, so yeah, you want to, do you want to go into spoilers from here sure. on? Yeah. Uh, so let's address the first important thing. Well, they really revealed way too much in this trailer. Henry Cavill is the villain. Yeah. Which I like, I have a problem as a whole with the movie, like telegraphing it a little too hard. But the problem is, I didn't even need it telegraphed to me because they already told me in the trailer. Because they're fighting it, like the last scene. For sure. You're right about that. We knew that they were going to fight. You right. Didn't know the, I think the movie tries to, like, say, oh, we teased that for you, but it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out as being exactly what you thought it was. Um, if uh, On that note, and this is kind of skipping a little far forward, the, the whole reveal bit of him being the villain. Mm-hmm. The moment they got into that catacomb space, I was like, I, I was like, Benji's going to be the one wearing the mask, and he's going to think they're leaving, but it's Lane's going to actually be there, and he's going to reveal his whole plot to him, and that's exactly what happened. Like it just, it was so cliche, almost like so cliche within the Mission Impossible realm, because I feel like it's the exact same bit they played on. Oh film, yeah, I mean, all Seymour these scenes Hoffman. are like variations of scenes they've already done. Correct. Yes. So like it, they've done it all by now. But it's okay. I still enjoy it, you know? Yeah, for sure. It just, yeah. <laughs> I think the Henry Cavill villain bit, both the reveal and the fact it was like telegraphed in the trailers, is probably the weakest part of this movie. Agreed. Because uh, I, I feel like it would have been an interesting reveal if they had, one, not telegraphed it as hard in the movie and obviously it told you in the trailers, and also kind of built up more rapport between him and Tom Cruise during the movie. Because they start off, you know, as kind of opposites, but I would have liked it if you saw them build, like, a mutual respect for each yeah. other, and then there was the turn. They never liked each other. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. It's basically they they combined Jeremy Renner's character from number four and, yeah, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman from three. Like, it just, I don't know, it, I, I, I didn't love it. I, maybe you guys can answer this. Was that his manifesto, or was that... It, it, they implied that it was his manifesto. Yeah. Okay, so why was the one scientist guy, like, super obsessed with it? Right, like, it was his, I don't know. I was really yeah. confused about the manifesto. That stuff, yeah. If he had not said, when I wrote those words, if he hadn't, that line of dialogue had not been in that movie, I would not have that question. Right. Yeah. But when you kind of made him seem like he's the, you know, architect of all of this, I got confused. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we kind of alluded to it already. One of my biggest problems with this movie is that I feel like it leans a little too much into its own mythology, both in, in like audience expectation of like how much they're supposed to know about what's going on, mm-hmm. and as far as, like I don't know, playing into your own tropes. There's so much of you know, your mission, if you choose to accept it, did you ever think about did you not accepting it? Yeah, I like. I don't know. That really bothered me. But like, also, just yeah, like you said, like the continuity of the story depends very much on you remembering a lot of the other stuff. And they kind of allude to it, but also, I don't know. Like, if if you're, I would, I forgot who Sean Harris was, mm-hmm. even though I just saw that movie. Um, so like, I don't know. I, it bothered me that it, it was. I think Ian's description is really fair in that they like test the water, put their toes in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's both good in that you don't have to see the other movies, mm-hmm. but it's also bad in that it kind of ex- expects you to understand when it makes those references. Right. Like you need to be able, you need to know it in and out so that you understand, Hey, we're referencing this moment. Like the max thing. As soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I did not get that at all. Yeah. yeah I didn't get it either. I read it at, but they said they, they say it in the, in the movie. I would love for them to go back and tie the first one because I feel like of all the the four we've had since Abrams took over, 
I hate that. I feel like it doesn't connect at all to the mm-hmm. original one. Yep. But I, I thought the best thing about this movie was like there's four action scenes in particular I thought were great. One is that Halo. Yeah. So I, I was gonna say maybe we should just like go through some yeah. of the some of the sequences because this movie is entirely like action set piece to action set mm-hmm. piece. Uh, the first one is is the exchange at the very beginning where the plutonium gets stolen, and I was genuinely afraid that they were going to kill off Ving Rhames because he's been the only other person that's been in all these movies. Man, that whole gotcha like bit, it was like back-to-back, too. The You thought Ving Rhames was going to die, and then the very next scene is, they've exploded three of the oh, yeah, major I, religious I was, re- I was really afraid that they were going to go really dark with this movie. They do it three times! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought they were, too. Um, I mean, I, I again, that was cool how they like got the the confession from the guy. That yeah, was that, that was, was Mission Impossible. That moment. was like that was legit TV and Mission Impossible. Because I bought it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I also like the fact that they've they've gone back to the masks unapologetically. It, it doesn't make any sense, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, after that we do, uh, you know, we meet uh, Henry Cavill's character Walker, and he gets teamed up with Tom Cruise, and then they do that Halo jump over where is it, Paris? Yeah, yep. Paris. And Which he really Tom Cruise did it in real life, and they said he did it like 106 times. Oh my god, he did. Get it he right. did 106 Halo yeah. jumps. Yeah, to get it right, and they said the only oh country god. that would like like legally allow it to happen, insure it, was uh, United Arab Emirates. So he actually had to go there to do it, and then they CGI'd in the thunderstorm mm-hmm. and like yeah. the lights of Paris. But, but everything else is legit like him. That's why that scene's so cool. It's like that's really him pair like skydiving. The craziest part of that scene to me is and I thought about this as we were watching it because, you know, again, I know I know what Tom Cruise is like and I know what this director likes, so I was pretty sure that this actually happened. Um, but the way that, that it's like blocked, you you kinda like circle around Tom Cruise while he's in the in the airplane. And then as the, the gate opens in the back, the camera goes out first. And I was like, did a cameraman jump out of this plane yeah. backwards? He fucking did. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, there's like there's multiple like cameramen and, and like and other things all around. And Halo have- jump is high altitude, low oxygen. So they were like normal skydiving. Is it like uh, 13,000 feet? I think and it's he- low open. Yeah. No, high altitude, low oxygen. Or maybe it is low open. It's I'm low pretty, open. They but, have um, a full tank of oxygen. They're breathing. Yeah, but, norm, but they said uh, he was at 25,000 feet. Yeah. yeah. N- normally, you, you jump at 13,000 feet. They built, like, a special helmet for it and yeah. everything. It's it's cool as fuck, man. Like, it, like I feel like it really comes through on screen that yeah. this is, like, real. And Henry Cavill getting hit by lightning, like, it's just a cool scene. Yeah, it's great. It's it made cool. it better is he doesn't realize it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, like, the best little <laughs> yeah. bit. Oh, it's a good scene. Lost your oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then you you spend some time in, in the club. They're they're tracking down John Lark or who they think John Lark is. Um, and then there's that big bathroom fight scene, which to me is the, like I like a lot of the other action sequences. They're very exciting, but that's my favorite one because I just love a good chore- a well choreographed fight scene. It's a, it's probably a highlight of the movie for me. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's got the famous Henry Cavill <laughs> like uh, reloading his arms kind of yeah. thing. I don't know. It's really cool. It's really fun. I like how they use his. His size, he's very mm-hmm. physical in that fight. You know? He, like, throws the dude through a mirror. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool scene. Oh, it's great. And, like, at the end, like, when he's all bloodied up and, like, like the, the bathroom is just destroyed, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, it's cool. great, man. The Like Joseph alluded to, when he goes, like, on the John Lark character, he goes in, like, a full-blown haymaker, I, all I thought was, God, that has got to be the most <laughs> painful thing. It was impressive. It was like, hey, Henry Cavill could fight in the UFC. Like, I get that he spent three months with a trainer probably learning that fight. But, I mean, it was intimidating. Yeah. I liked it. It's a cool moment. And as usual, we probably shouldn't underrate the fact that Tom Cruise, again, does like all the ridiculous. He's 56 years yeah. old. 
<laughs> He's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, from there we we go back and we meet uh, the White Widow, her brother. Yeah, and her brother and Ethan goes with her, and they learn the the plan to to break out uh, Solomon Lane, which is the first time I feel like that they, they really telegraph the Henry Cavill betrayal thing because. Like they're they're specifically focusing on Ethan Hunt, and then mm-hmm. she says the word like rogue uh, intelligence operative, and it cuts directly to Henry Cavill's. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> one I already know, but I get it. Thank you. But yeah, then we lead into the this whole like dreams. There are a lot of dream sequences yes. in this movie. Yeah, uh, but the dream sequence of of like Tom Cruise's nightmare of how this this heist is going to go down, where all the police get murdered. And so he just, like, improvises this other one where he knocks the... Uh, it's a cool shot. Oh, yeah, Solomon Lane's, uh, like, police... Armored vehicle. Armored vehicle into the river. And, yeah, the scene from inside the vehicle yeah. where it's, like, filling up it's, with the water. It's, the, tr- the truck is, like, spinning. Oh, man, that's a cool shot. It's very cool. Yep. I bet that was scary as fuck. <laughs> oh, to film it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you think you're, even though you're an actor and you know you're perfectly safe, like, you're in a straight jacket tied up and this thing that's like rolling and water's coming at you yeah mm. i'd be freaking out 100%. and also you're not tom cruise so <laughs> yeah. i mean like you know you're not normal the people this movie. Pri- priorities are different uh um, which led to a big car chase through yeah led to the, the big car chase through uh france paris. is yeah. it, is it yeah, france? So you're still in paris oh, yeah because yep. they go through by the, yeah. the yep. arc um and that's i mean it's it's, it's uh is tom it? cruise on the motorcycle without which a helmet. we have to and have. like you can tell he knows how to ride a motorcycle definitely he's done well, it in every yes movie. i mean yeah. like he he knows how to do it because like he's like leaning and shit and like i don't know he seemed like he's pretty understanding of what to do definitely all the way back to top gun man the guy's like had a motorcycle i just can't imagine how long all these stuff because i mean they have so many drivers out there you know professional drivers that he has to like weave in and out and through and that you know like I don't know how many takes did they have to do to do I don't all know. these things. That that is an impressive car chase. Sequence, it is. I it think. absolutely is. And yeah, that leads back to the the hideout where we do the the mask double cross thing. Yeah. Which, I, like, it's I it was fun to watch, but then you have to like after it happens, you have to go back and be like, wait a sec, because it's, it's one of those this person double crosses and then they think they have the upper hand, and then secretly the other person had the upper hand, and then there's secretly the other person's had the upper hand, and yeah. then you go back and be like, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, why would he have the guys there? That's what I want to know. He was ready to leave with Solomon Lane in that moment. Why all of a sudden were there, were they called apostles? Yeah. yeah. Why were there apostles there? I don't know, man. He pa- prepared for... Because he, he makes it seem like, the I have to get you out right now because otherwise yeah. they're going to come back or, I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. But That's it, not what we're there for. Isn't exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, that one leads to the the chase sequence. I guess is that also in is everything in that's Paris? in London. Is it in London? Yeah, uh, where we just have to you know it's, it's the obligatory Tom Cruise running through shit scene. God, that dude is fast. He, <laughs> he runs <laughs> funny, but he's pretty goddamn fast. Yeah. Or at least the cinematography makes him seem yeah. really fast. I'd like to see Tom Cruise do a forty. Yeah, see what, that's where he breaks. I think his it's leg. sub five. And they use that scene where he breaks his leg. They do. Yeah. You see him. Get up from multiple it's, angles. It's rough. and I th- I think the scene where he gets up and starts running is also no, the one it where Brooke is, is yeah. like, God damn, crazy ass bastard. Um, and yeah, it leads us to the the big final act, which takes place. It's supposed to take place in Kashmir, but I don't think that's what Kashmir looks like. I don't know either. But it's you know he's got a he's got to save his ex wife's medical smallpox m- camp smallpox camp yeah. from two nuclear bombs. Yeah, uh, basically, there's two nukes that are going to go off, and, he, and he's trying to disarm them. It's some insane, elaborate plot that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, but it turns into a helicopter. It leads to a giant helicopter tra- chase, which is awesome. And then it's a big, crazy. and then a big fight at the end, which is cool. Okay, so since we're on the fight, 
I think I can say for both of us, the hook to the head was the highlight of the movie. Yeah. Correct. That's really so, cool. That's, that was how really did you cool. feel about it? <laughs> I loved it. Because it was me, Reagan, and Joseph sitting there, and this moment, the, the whole we were all like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the whole theater went like that. Yeah, it was it, great. It's definitely, like, sudden, you know? Well, I like it because, uh, you know... They, it builds to it. They do, yeah. yeah. So they, they show the hanging hook. And I like then, how he got ugly, too, with that with the burn. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. Yeah. But that Two-Face. Kinda, that was yeah. what bothered me, because after that happens, like, oh, maybe he'll, like, fall into the river and survive, and we'll get to see, like, you know, fucked up Henry Cavill on a revenge mission. I would have loved that. But no, he got a, a helicopter hook through the head. Yeah, yeah. that's good, too. Which, I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed we don't get him back again, but that was a really cool way to go out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was, uh, I was hoping, and I guess Solomon Lane is supposed to be this through five and six, but I would like there to be an overall mastermind yeah. equal to Ethan Hunt. Well, that you was know, Solomon Lane. Yeah, it's supposed to be, but yeah. I want, I, you know, I, I think, like Joseph said, and you, you said this too, yeah. it needs to be a star. It, yeah. it, I don't know if anyone is equal star power Tom Cruise, yeah. but like, I don't know, if Brad Pitt strolled in and was like, I had the rabbit's foot, yeah. I employed Solomon Lane. Yeah, yeah, that'd you know, be cool. Like, that would be cool. The whole, whole time with somebody else. And then we get like three movies of them just going at it. That would be the way I would want to end this franchise. And I feel like Henry Cavill could have been that. Absolutely. Yeah, he was cool. But he got a helicopter to the head. Yeah. That well, was a cool way to die, though. It was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't want to die that way, but sure. Uh, Tom Cruise is really hanging off that uh, helicopter. Yeah. And he is he missed, really? Yeah, that's what they said. Dude, when he fell and down. dropped off, like, yeah, that's, that's real. When he fell down the rope. Oh man, that's, that's hard to watch. I know. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. He's nuts. The, the, the literally the whole last third, the whole third act with Tom Cruise and the chase and the helicopter and the mountain and everything. It's ex- like it lives. It, it's like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah, it's exhilarating. Yeah, yeah it's a good. It's a good third act. It's a it li- does, the movie's a little long. No, that, that's my only complaint is I really and then I had this problem with the last one that they did is I don't feel like Macquarie knows what to do when they're not doing an action sequence. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he knows how to fill that space very well, but there's so much action in it, and the action is so great that I'm very much willing to overlook it. Yeah, I think um, it doesn't suck to me how long it is. Like, I, it didn't weigh me down, but you're the right; they're all long, though. They're it's all like long. The, the movie strings are the action sequences, and this one I feel like takes longer to get going. Like once it starts, I mean, from the chase scene on the car chase scene, it's like nonstop to the end of that movie. But it just, like, even though I like the things in the beginning, I like the twist, I like the way they found out, you know, the, the plutonium, you know, where it was or whatever. Like, I, I dug all that. I just, I was ready to watch Tom Cruise yeah. do crazy shit. That's why I go to this, these movies. I don't, I don't really care about your convoluted plot. Just yeah. don't even worry about it. <laughs> it was pretty convoluted. It takes too thing. long to set up. Like, the smallpox in Kashmir right. being important in the beginning and then somehow oh, being yeah. important in the end. <laughs> Tom Cruise is lying that... I I gave small women and children smoke. Yeah, like what? <laughs> and that was the sexiest thing that woman had ever heard. I like know. she was like visually turned on by it. Uh, I will say they kind of retcon number two in that the only thing you're supposed to remember about number two is that he can Climb free climb. Yep, I said that too. Mm-hmm. I, like it makes it makes me like two more because it ties into because yep. he was training when he was on vacation on those rock climbs. Yep, he was preparing for this moment. Yep. I thought that same thing. Yeah, no, no, no. Just thinking of the free climbing makes me think of him getting out of the way and the hook again, which is just, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's burned into my brain for the Ties better. them all back together. I'm yep. very excited about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's all I got for this one. I'm saying this one's better than Transformers. Yeah. Yeah, I would say my favorite movie this summer, better than Transformers. Better than Transformers, for sure. I want more of them. 
keep making them. I, I I don't know. Like they've they've made such a solid franchise. I'm kind of I don't I don't know. I don't want them to wear out the welcome, but I also like I love these movies so far. I, yeah, I just I, I mean they've done a really like Ian said you were talking about. They're all great, but one of them. Mm-hmm. Like when you have six movies. And Tom Cruise is your main actor. And five of them are five of the best action movies ever made. Like, it doesn't seem like it should work. It but doesn't. it does. Yeah. And so just keep, you know. Keep making them. Keep making them. It. I enjoy it. I go every time. So Absolutely. What do you think? Uh, before we move on, um, I think Christopher McQuarrie will be a hot director. From You know, he's made two good Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think is something you'd like to see him take? I think he's a great action director. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, a Fast and Furious would probably work, honestly. He'd probably make a good one, but Tom Cruise would have to be in it. So actually, Tom Cruise I want now, now that going. I say it, I'm like, I want that movie. That's why. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise put Tom Cruise in a in a hot rod, and he'd probably crash a car. Oh man! And he'd do it himself. I mean, is there an action franchise that needs revitalization, or is there a? I'm gonna say I would like him to do the Green Lantern movie. Okay. Well, he could easily do a Bond. He would do a good Bond. Yeah. Are, they, are they like are Bond movies like the actor like you have to be British to make the movie? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do. Is Danny Boyle? He's British. Right Look, now. if we He's if we have a, if we have a British Superman, we can have an American James Bond, Bond director. Oh, the people don't. The people do very very strongly disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people would happy with it. We had an American honestly Sherlock make Holmes. make let him make more Mission Impossible's. Yeah, he can just keep making these movies. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Chris, we've we've blocked off the whole rest I, of your career. I, we we know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Please keep making these movies yeah. until Tom Cruise dies doing a stunt. God. Are they ever going to bring Jeremy Renner back? Yeah, he that's was, the one thing I didn't like about this. He was going to come back, but he just couldn't do Marvel. Is that why he's not in this? Because they don't even talk about him. Yeah. So, was he in five? Yeah, at four and five. Wait, so in five, he's like stuck back at like the yeah, bureau he's or like, whatever, right? Yeah, he's like working with the secretary, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then well, he goes it's not Alec Baldwin in that movie. Yeah, it is. Because the, the old secretary gets killed in four. Alec, there is no secretary in five. No, Basically, because Alec Baldwin's trying trying to shut it down, and then he gets CIA so guy. impressed with Ethan Hunt. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. He's part of a. Uh, they go after the Russian, mm-hmm. or no? It's the the British Prime Minister. They got to open a red box, and they work Alec Baldwin into yeah. the plot. Yeah, I remember none of the. It's a sleeping gun, and the I don't know. It's not great. It's the, not it's the plot. Oh, yeah. in that one's not. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot. We forgot to mention that Alec Baldwin dies in this. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Horribly, and it's and a not, real dramatic way yeah, over the horribly top. acted. <laughs> Correct, yeah, it's say. real bad. Yeah, go, uh, I, go, go. <laughs> I also I can't imagine what what would actually happen if Alec Baldwin had to fight Henry Cavill. Oh my god, he'd get wrecked. <laughs> and I, I think uh, they're definitely White Widow is going to be in more of these. Definitely, she's the one that comes back for number seven. I'm down with that for certain, dude. If you, yeah, the yeah. way at the end they say Solomon Lane. They work through her, and they're like to owe her a favor or something. Like they imply that she's gonna come back. Right. So I think yeah, I mean Solomon Lane does survive, so he can still be the big overarching. He just sucks. he's just not that just interesting. Not but I think that, White yeah. Widow's a cool like, kind of like in the, in the John Wick movies where they have like the Lawrence Fishburne's role. He's like the, the the homeless guy who's in charge. Like you know what I mean? Like not a, a like a villain, but kind of like a third party. To yeah. The, to in between character. Yeah. yeah. See, I would have said something more akin to like. Someone at the Continental with yeah, John Wick, like probably. Too. Yeah, but Ian McShire. Oh, Deadwood's yeah. getting a movie. Supposedly, they've been saying that for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. they said it's going into production in like two months. I would months. love that. I will believe it when I see yeah, a trailer. That's where I'm at too. Um, I would love that. Though. But yeah, so that's it. Mission Impossible Six better than Transformers unanimously. Yeah. Best it's action decided. movie of the summer, I think. Probably. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Unless you count Infinity War as an action movie. I don't know. I it's might have like been, a funeral march. I might yeah. have also enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Infinity War. 
Well, I don't I know. Those are the only two good movies all summer. Well, yeah, we don't have to, we don't have time to get into that. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been watching, guys? Who's starting? You want me to go first? Yep. Uh, I watched season three of Rebels, which I'm actually enjoying much more now. Uh, oh. Season two kind of like really got going, cemented it, my like for it, brought back Maul, and he's a big force in season three because he kind of like I don't imprints on Ezra, Ezra the the main character. And he's this, like, embodiment of the dark side for Ezra. And he, I don't know, it plays really well. It works really well. Um, and there's a little bit of a time jump. It also connects a lot to what happened in Clone Wars and references Mandalorians and what happened to Mandalore and the Black Saber. And um, I don't know. I, I'm digging it a lot more. Season 3 is twice. Well, I heard Season three's where they, like, started realizing, hey, kids aren't watching this. It's only people who like it Clone Wars. It definitely gets darker. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and there's even a time jump. Yeah. So, like, the characters are older. Right. So it definitely feels like that it. way yeah i like it i'll probably finish season four tomorrow or wednesday uh and then i so s- have you seen poor obi-wan fights maul yeah oh, yep. that's already passed mm-hmm. okay uh, I'm so just, i hear that's anticlimactic it is but i really liked it like um uh, spoilers obi-wan <laughs> kills maul in it <laughs> who's in the end credit scene of a movie so like they're talking about bringing it back there's there's no, a, well it mm-hmm. takes place yeah but before for the scene in, in Rebels. That's Rebels. what I mean. Yeah, but they're bringing his character back who we already know how he dies. Correct. That's, so that's, that's, yeah, I feel, I don't know that that decision was made when they made this episode of TV. Yeah. I feel like they probably they had re- to have been. No. Had to have Absolutely been. not. There's the, no way they go forward that, that episode. Season of, season four, uh, aired while they were making, uh, Solo. Solo. Yeah. And that movie is basically different than the one we, but, you know. But Solo was made like all the way at the last minute. That's what and I'm saying. Season three was already done like a year before yeah, that's that what, Exactly. So they, they, they some, had to have known. Yeah, they had to. Have. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying they regret killing him in Rebels is my point. This well, my, is, I, I agree. I think they could have anchored him into like I your guess, villain. Yeah. For See, that's, movies. That's, you know, that's, that was my whole pitch with Solo. You make Infus Nest Ahsoka. And you make Vault or Maul this like background villain the whole time, and then boom, you're set off like an Ahsoka Obi Wan. Oh, shit, that would have been better movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a history with those two characters. You could go back to the Maul Obi Wan like struggle between the two of them. There was a lot there, but they all three of those characters have like a point in yeah. Rebels. So yeah, they're wasting good material on these shows. Either way, to your point, he attacks Obi Wan, and Obi Wan just like wrecks him in one move. <laughs> just yeah. like, and I guess you can understand why it's like anticlimactic, but it's also supposed to show how powerful Obi Wan has become, like in his solitude. And it's also a really cool moment because it's in like Maul's dying breath. They like have a connection. Yeah, their his whole life has basically been. I want to get revenge on you. I'm going to get revenge on you, and and now he can't have that, and he finally like has peace in his dying moments. And I saw this thing that was like, which shows that Obi Wan is like the best Jedi. Is that the woman he loved, his master, and his arch nemesis all die the same way in his arms, and him being nothing but like kind, loving, and respectful to them. And I think it's a really powerful moment for Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, but I like the show. I'm excited to finish it. And then I started off Joseph's recommendation, Your Lie in April, and it, it's addicting almost. I want to know what's going to happen, even though it's just about some quiet kid play piano. Um, it's beautifully animated. It is kind of tropey and Very like tropey. sappy, and yet I ex- just accept it. Yep. it just, I'm just like, they do such, normally that wouldn't appeal to me, but they do such a good job with it that I... I like it. Like, I mean, it, it's visually beautiful. Yep. Uh, again, you, like you said, the way they animate the music is really good. 
and the pieces that they choose, like that that the first concert thing with uh, the the girl and, and the yeah the violin girl yeah yeah um, like that to me was like phenomenal. That got me. I was like, I need the rest of this show. Yeah, um, I'm only halfway through. My favorite so far so far has been the you know the two kids that were like jealous of him growing up. Yeah, the girl playing the Chopin piece. Yeah, that one's been my favorite so it's far. It's a good one. There's a lot of Chopin in that show though. I think it's is. because they're playing piano. I mean, but. well, it's a Chopin competition, specifically. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, as a lot of animes do, they switch their theme song for the beginning and end credits, like right after where you're at. Uh-huh. And whenever they do that, stick around and try watching the end credits in the second one, because it's the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, so yeah, no, I just, I just want to warn you, I want to I hear your thoughts on that next All week. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it. it now. I'll finish both Rebels and that this week, I hope. What have you been watching, Ian? I I'm trying to think. I haven't really had time to watch anything other than working too hard. Other than uh, Mission Impossible, I got to watch. Fair enough. What about you? Uh, I started a new anime called Dura Dura. Again, terrible names. Which is just kind of a weird. It's like a slice of life version of The Wire in the sense that it's it's more about like I don't know the goings on in a city in Japan. Mm-hmm than any individual character. It's kind of about how all their stories interact than a single protagonist. But it's not great, but it's, it's interesting enough. I enjoy it. You going to finish it? I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm 12 in, and now I'm like, what are they going to do from here? But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, and then I watched uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, the Victorian-era Elseworlds story where Batman fights Jack the Ripper. And look, I thought it was going to be gimmicky, and it was gimmicky. It's at least at least 40% like Victorian <laughs> gimmicks and like just fan service of having, you know, random Batman characters yeah. in a Victorian setting. But the story itself is actually pretty good. I was surprised. Uh, I would, you know, I, I would say like it, it's plotting. It, it takes a little while to get there, but it's enjoyable. Is it better than Batman Ninja? I don't know. I haven't seen Batman Ninja yet. Um, it is also one of the few stories that I like. It's it's a Batman and Catwoman story, and it's one of the few ones that one makes me like Catwoman and makes me like Batman and Catwoman as a couple. Mm. Um, so it's worth checking it out. It's better than Transformers. So that's when what it's I on Hulu. I'll check it out or DC streaming or whatever. <laughs> yeah, when you pay eight dollars a month for DC. No, streaming. when you pay. Oh yeah, $8 that's right. That's right. <laughs> for DC Universe. Uh, but yeah, I think that's everything. Yep. Do we have a plan for next week? Nope. Nope. It's in the wind. I'm going to an MLS match next weekend. So. Well, aren't you fucking special? Yeah. Awesome. We want to do uh, X-Men next week? Maybe the, oh, the, yeah, the original X- Brian Singer Yeah, one, two, trilogy? three? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. Sounds like a plan. I'm right. not going to rewatch them, so my opinion is going to be based off the last time I saw them. I don't know. I might, I might watch X2 again. I like X2 a lot. I'll probably, <laughs> the ones I'll, I I'll, I'll, We should all pick one and watch it. I'll watch X-Men 1. I'll watch X3. <laughs> well, we're agreed then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next week, X-Men. Thank you guys for listening. If you like this, subscribe, rate, tell a friend. Uh, if you want to reach us, if you had more thoughts on Mission Impossible, or if you just have other questions you want us to answer on air, you can reach us at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Facebook and Twitter at BT Transformers. Uh, thank you to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.